Hello and welcome to You Really Shouldn't Have with me, James Warwick, the podcast where each episode I sit down with a different guest as we discuss their career and unwrap a story on the worst gift they've ever been given. Joining me on the first episode of this brand new series are Dave and Julian of McMillan Games. We discuss their career journey and all things board games, play a quick game of rapid trash and cash it, and of course, they let me in on the worst gift they've ever been given. So Julian, David, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm really uh, excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk all about games. That's the, the main reason that we're here, and we'll get on to that. But I, I've got to assume from my research that before you set up McMillar, there must be a whole story before we get to that bit, right? I mean, where, where did the journey begin for both of you? Well, yeah. given my age, yeah, there is a whole story <laughs> uh, before that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, basically, we both um, studied, well, musical theatre uh-huh. at college and then graduated and worked uh, in the industry. Um, sometimes we didn't work, but we'll keep those, uh, we'll keep that quiet. We'll keep those years <laughs> it was, quiet. There's definitely some patchy years, but we'll forget about them. But um, yeah, I mostly kind of worked in theatre. Um, and then Julian did some big fancy movies, uh, which was fun. But um, yeah, I think COVID hit and we had this game company on the side and it was doing so well and acting, as you can imagine, is great sometimes, but other times not so great. And with the game company, we got to be our own boss and got to be creative every day and connect with people and acting's quite uh, a wee bit lonely, I think, sometimes for mm-hmm. me. So I think we just both kind of saw the light and we're like, wait, we've got this thing and it's going so well. And and that was kind of the shifting point from performing over to the games. It's kind of funny, though, because it's still entertainment in a way. Like, yeah. we're no longer on a stage, but we're still providing, we're entertaining you and your friends and family with, with a box. So yeah. it's kind of weirdly similar. Yeah, we're basically telling ourselves that our acting training didn't go to waste. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to justify uh, <laughs> all the money and time money we spent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Incredible. So, I mean, you mentioned the company there. Where did the idea come to to form the company? Because did, didn't you guys meet on a blind date? Is that right? We did, and he was actually at that time developing the first board game uh-huh. and game for fame. Game for fame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was on the doll. I was uh, on. Yeah, a very attractive prospect for me. But yeah, know. I was. Um, I was. Yeah, I was young enough and cocky enough to think I could achieve anything that sweet spot in someone's life where I was 21 and I was like I can do anything um so I just felt like there was a gap in the market for very funny games we used to play games as a family at Christmas and I was like man these are we're not laughing like so I felt like I could really find a gap in the market there so worked on it a lot for about two years it was so terrible to start with and then eventually it got better I hope and then brought it out and it was tough, but we had just met by the time I was bringing out Game for Fame. And then I think a few years down the line, we wanted to do one. Game for Fame did really well in the end. So we then were like, well, let's do another. So we came up with Santa versus Jesus. A little controversial uh, at the time, or still is. Yeah, we got lots of nice free PR off the back of the title <laughs> alone. And then It's Bananas, which has kind of taken us to a whole new level. Um, and then obviously Fire in the Hole and Uproar. Uh, Uproar just got launched last year and Fire in the Hole's just launched on a Kickstarter. So yeah, it's kind of snowballed a wee bit. 
in terms of generating those ideas for, for the games, how do you guys sit together now and, and generate them together? Or does one of you come to the other and say, hey, I've got this idea, let's sort of roll with it and, and see where we can take it? It really depends. Every game is slightly different. Like, for example, with Fire in the Hole, David started working with like pop-up elements for other ideas. And it's like a pirate pop-up ship game and you have to attack it with like these felt cannonballs. And at the same time, you're also playing with like felt cannonballs and we were trying to brainstorming yeah. about it and we we're like cannonball felt cannonballs okay maybe we, there's something there and then pop up maybe a pirate pop-up ship and we do it all together though i think what happens is one of us can has an idea i don't know sometimes it feels like i work for him and he works for me i go away <laughs> which way work. does he prefer <laughs> i go away and come up with an idea and i'm like what do you think of this and he's like that's no, terrible it's not good enough and he does the same to me and then i'm just angry from the last time so it's probably a great idea but i'm just too jealous or better so i'm like no that'll never sell so We're yeah all together but we set ourselves kind of boundaries i think that really helps so with firing the whole the new one i think because it's bananas has done so well and it's got so much plastic in the the inflatable tail that we both kind of thought oh my god we're bringing out all this plastic products and let's never do it again so i think with fire in the hole it was like okay it needs to be biodegradable and plastic free which brought us to pop up because we can make this big kind of centerpiece um uh, but it's not plastic and so yeah i think having boundaries and being like we want to make this type of game we don't have this type of game yet that kind of leads the creativity i think for me anyway mm-hmm. If, if we go back to Game for Fame, which obviously was, was the first game, I'm assuming when you first thought of the idea, you didn't know the process of bringing that to market at all. Would I be right? Was it completely Absolutely right? Absolutely <laughs> right. This was when the internet and like some like websites only just started to come up. So you had to do a lot of it yourself, just researching how... Oh, yeah. A lot of winging out. So, I mean, what's the, what's the process in terms of you get you got the idea? Talk me through the process of sort of having the conception of the idea through to, you know, finally releasing the game to market. I'm just interested. To know Very the good question. Um, so you have the idea. We test play it a lot. We've got a lot of friends who are, I don't know how they're still friends with us because we... <laughs> Take so much from the friendship. So like we all, just always take, games take, night, always games night at your house. Yeah, and they're always like, Oh, you're gonna videotape me too, Jesus. Oh, we're playing another <laughs> one of your games. <laughs> yeah, or, could we play someone else's game? Um, so we test play it a lot until we start hearing what we need to hear, which is like it's successful in different ways, you know. And then once we're we hear that feedback that we want to hear, we then start working with a designer, graphic designer, illustrator to think up the kind of visual world. They get all the elements together. So everything, although it's it's kind of weird, but the box obviously arrives 3D. But everything's flat all the artwork files are flat and then it's all constructed in the factory you then have to find a factory that you want to work with so the quality is good you go back and forth talk about all the elements in the game then you place your order um, and then it's about three to four or five months depending on how busy the factory is to make the product and then you ship it over from china is normally the the place that we get it made um, and then you ship over from china get it into Amazon, get it into your fulfillment center for your website, and then you go online and start selling. So uh, the fastest we've ever done it is 12 months, but we're now... I'm, I'm just exhausted listening to all of that. I know, actually, like, quite oh, a lot of work. We're doing it again this year. I know it never ends, to be honest. <laughs> what, what do you think is the most challenging part of, of the whole experience of bringing it to market? What for you is the biggest challenges that you faced? Oh, that's a good one. I think... 
Uh, I would say for me, we both studied music, singing and dancing. Uh And here we are running spreadsheets and hiring people and deciding who to hire. And I'm like, I don't like we've got a couple of like financial business advisors. But every time we speak to them, I'm like, how do you how do you run a business? How does a business work? So I would say for us, we really don't. We're learning so much every day because we're growing, which is nice. But yeah, I guess not having that experience or that kind of training or coming from that world, but maybe it's a good thing. I guess we're kind of coming at it with fresh eyes and making our own minds up as opposed to kind of maybe. Yeah, it's probably the hard thing is is when to listen to other people and when not to listen to other people. I think that's basically it. That's life though, isn't it? Like you get advice, but not all advice is good advice. Sometimes it's good advice, but it might not be the right timing for the advice as well. Yeah. uh, yeah, it's and the other thing for me, I think, is not to get overwhelmed with the amount of work and um, pace yourself. Yeah, we can sometimes take get on too bit. much. <laughs> we can sometimes try and do too much. And then I'm like, wait, I don't have this many hours. And <laughs> we don't we have can't afford staff. more staff. So <laughs> we need to pick. Now, I don't want any industry secrets. I don't want to give the game away. Pardon the pun. But <laughs> what what elements for you make, you know, the, the perfect board game, if you like? Yeah, it's 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 actually quite straightforward. It needs to be for kids and tipsy adults. <laughs> so if kids like it, tipsy adults will like it, and vice versa. So it, it has to walk that thin line or yeah, that multi-generational like, yeah, line. For everyone, it needs to be fun, there needs to be laughs to be had. It can't be too serious and easy to, but also, quick to learn. It needs to sell. There's a lot of games yeah. on the market. How oh, do you sure. stand out? It's the same as every industry. So as you might see from game for fame right up to fire in the hole is that we've been getting smarter and more advanced in terms of just the visual appeal of a game like it having a stage pre- like a stage presence like a tabletop presence same thing really um, and that's that's also one of the things that's just like it has to stand out like we have to run ads we have to post on TikTok and people need to get excited by the video to then find out that the game is great so many great games must sit on shelves because the packaging isn't like strong enough or, the, or, the or they don't have they don't have a hook um so yeah so that was all that's the boring side um but that's also realistic of trying to it's got to sell otherwise it's just going to sit in your sit in your shelf of all the games you guys have created i wondered is there one that you personally enjoy playing the most well uh, us to play yeah, i yeah. think um Right now, it's for me, it's Fire in the Hole, our new game that's on Kickstarter, because um, I win a lot playing it. So <laughs> that is very- I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Can we well, get some fact checking on this? I've got, I've got, I'm keeping score, Dave. So <laughs> no, Fire in the Hole is really good. Um, I enjoy it. It's bananas a lot. Um, we've yeah. got a kind of slight rebrand coming out, which is fun. And then I honestly enjoy, I would say the newer games. I think they're stronger games. I think we're getting better at developing stronger products, although the first two were very strong and done really well. But I think we're getting cleaner. Yeah, we learn a lot from Game for Fame and Santa versus Jesus. Yeah, but we... Uproar, It's Bananas and Fire in the Hole are, are smarter games. The, the gameplay is more, more focused and more simple. And the ideas kind of chiseled down to like the core of what is a good idea. So the newer ones, maybe because we're less sick of them. I don't know. <laughs> I saw some video clips of, of uh, It's Bananas. This is the one with the giant tail, right? Yes. 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 That, uh, that one. That gets a lot it's of a very highbrow game, I'll have yeah. you know. It's... 
people get really confused and think it's like maybe a poo or it looks a bit phallic. It's like, no, it's a tail. We promise. It's we just promise. a monkey tail. Yeah. yeah, no, that was really, uh, I saw a video. It's based on a super old Dutch game. Okay. Um, and we, I just saw everything was in Dutch, um, but this granny was playing it and she was laughing. And it was basically... Um, it's wow. called uh, Spijkerpoepen in Dutch. And it means shitting nails. Nice. Uh, that's what it translates yeah. Yeah. to. And it's basically a piece of string and a nail on the back of your belt hook and a beer bottle. And you're trying to get the, oh. the thing into the beer bottle. And I just saw kids laughing, parents laughing, grandparents laughing. And I went, that's a game what's the joke how do we make it funnier okay let's make it a monkey tail like and then it kind of works from there and it's done great it went viral on tiktok last year 34 million or something we sold out in half an hour yeah so it's really um it's really doing a lot for mcmiller right now (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned fire in the hole which is the new game of course i thought looking forward to 2022 what what's in the pipeline um well we want to keep down that kind of biodegradable plastic free route I think there's not a lot of companies out there that are your kind of go-to and we want to eventually be in that space where you will shop with us and the majority of stuff apart from its bananas is should be biodegradable and plastic free. So we're wanting to move into, I'm really into art toys and figures. Um, so we're working with some designers on a biodegradable alternative to a plastic figure. Uh, it's going to be made out of hard natural rubber uh, and it's going to look really kind of cool, like a street toy inspired, but it's for a four to six year old uh, kind of market. But I'm hoping like all our games is a crossover. So us three also really want it on our desks. This cool, these little brother and sister team. And it Basically, comes with a we're, making, and... we're making everything for ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, got it, you got it. You got it. Right? <laughs> yeah. I just think if I like it and want it, other people must be stupid enough to like it and want it. To. That's <laughs> that's kind of the business strategy. I think it's a, a great simple strategy. Mind. I think it's a great strategy, guys. I, I think that's going to work. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> so we're trying to develop like one big game every year uh-huh. because we realize we just need the time to develop something like right. that. Um, so it usually takes about a year from start to finish to develop it. And then we're thinking of launching these toys next year. Yeah, so hopefully like books. one new game a year we make do a whole uh, series of pop-up games if Fire in the Hole continues to do so well, then we're like, okay, great, we're onto something. No one's in that space. We can really become the kind of go-to and have maybe three or four different games that use pop-up and fell and all these materials. So I don't know, we'll see, but hopefully more good games. That would be the dream and toys. Yeah, now talking to games, I, I have a game I sometimes play on this show with, with, with guests, not every episode, but we sometimes play it. And I thought, given that you guys are, you know, the kings of games, I couldn't not have you here and, and not play it. Um, Love yes. it. So, are we competing? Are we competitive? Well, you see, I thought the way it works, I think it might be easier if you play as a pair, but okay. if, if you'd like to play separately, we can play separately. That's fine. So I'll explain the rules. So it's called Rapid Trash It Cash It. As you can probably guess, it, it's gift related given that okay. we, are, we are the home of bad gifts. Um, so here's how it works. You're a virtual gift exchange. Okay. And we, we need to add some guests to this gift exchange. So would you like to play separately or, or together? Is the first question. We can play together. I'll play together. Yeah, okay. okay. So you, we're, you, good we're, we're a good team. So, Sometimes. So you're both at the gift exchange and you're, you're going to be able to give yourself a gift for the two of you to keep. Okay. But we need two other people at the party. So the first, okay. the first person is anyone you want. You can pick a friend, a family member, a celebrity. You don't have to know them personally. Anyone you want. 
Um, who's funny? I would want Nicole Byer or Alan Carr or I want someone funny with jokes. Uh-huh. Alan Carr. I didn't even let you speak. I just <laughs> got straight fine. in. Let's do Alan. Who's funny? Alan Carr's funny. Yeah. Alan yeah, Carr. we'll do Alan Carr. He'll, we'll he'll Alan bring Carr. the jokes. Okay, so it's you two, Alan Carr. And then I've got uh, a load of cards here with different celebrities on them and like a really bad magic trick. I'm going to deal with them onto the table. You say stop. And then that, that person is the third person at the gift exchange. Okay. And so I start dealing. Stop. Oh, it's Tom Cruise. And oh, Tom, this Tom is a good Cruise. part. Oh, no, like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so it's the two of you, Alan Carr, Tom Cruise. So here's how it works. You're going to give me three numbers between one and 35. Okay. Each of those numbers have a different gift associated with those numbers. I've randomized the list and it's a brand new series. So we've added some new gifts to the list as well. Ooh. Ooh. And so all you have to do is you get the gift and you have to decide whether you want to wrap it where's my sound effects he says here we go <laughs> so we wrap it and we give it to somebody at the party everyone gets one gift so you guys get a gift you have to give alan a gift and you have to give tom cruise a gift oh my god okay okay, okay. but of course we are the home of bad gifts so they're not they're not great things on this list i gotta i gotta be honest so you've got a couple of lifelines to use if you don't like the gift that we uh that we pick out the first okay. thing we can only do each of these things once okay so the first thing is you can cash it and if you cash it each of the items has a monetary value next to it you get the cash value instead of the gift and you can also trash it one time and if we trash it we just pick another number but you can only do that once so be careful okay uh, does that make sense yeah i know that's really long-winded for what is actually quite a simple game (laughs) and wrap it is keep it right yeah yeah wrap it yeah wrap it is keep it and you got you got you got to wrap three gifts. You have to wrap three okay. gifts. Okay. 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 And we can cash once, and we can trash once. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So your first number, please, between one and thirty-five. You go. Uh, one of thirty-three. Thirty-three. What have we got on the list of thirty-three? Okay. Are you guys familiar with the film Borat? Yes. yes. Do you remember the bright green mankini that Borat was very famous for wearing? Oh, yeah. I've got several. Okay, that's the gift. It's a bright green Borat-inspired mankini. Would you like to wrap it, trash it, or cash it? And then if I say wrap it, then I decide who to give it to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you can only give each person a gift once. Yeah. I want to wrap it, and I want to give it to Tom Cruise. Okay. You want Tom Cruise? I want... I want to see him in this mankini. I mean, he'll pull it off, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. And it Tom also will make him feel it. slightly uncomfortable. I wanted so. it for myself, but that's fine. You get to decide. You, you'd rather see Tom in it. What's my number? <laughs> but it's, there's plenty of gifts left on the list, so, so all okay. is not lost. Next number, please. But Tom's had his gift. Okay. Uh, okay. Number three for me. Number three. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. So I have to try and describe this with the power of audio. So it, it's a taxidermy mouse yes. on a stripper pole. Oh, I, I, these I, are quite I, good gifts. <laughs> actually, I want that. <laughs> I would put that on my desk, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wrap it and keep it. How many can I keep? Yeah, one? you can have it. Yeah, that's it's yours. I'll, t- it's yours. I'll put that on my desk. It's yours. Oh. We might have to have like some like a pro. pro- oh, you get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, one more number. Are we just but... going to keep everything? Yeah, I mean, you can do that. This is great. You, you can do that. You can do that. Um, one, another number, please. Uh, 14. 14. 
Okay, so it's a wooden spoon that you find in the kitchen with, with Nicolas Cage's face on it. Oh, we have friends that would like that, but not us. Yeah, there's not Tom Cruise or Alan Carr would like that. Yeah. Um, but the cash is going to be terrible. Yeah, that. so I think we should trash it. You should trash it. Okay, yeah. that was But that was our last one. We yeah. only trash. It was, it, was a good, it was a good choice, to be honest, because the... Um, where is he? Was it 13? Uh, 14. £6.50. Yeah, so you did well. Yeah, £6.50. Yeah, thank so, you. Yeah, that was yeah. a good instinctive decision. Yeah. Making quick... So, so you've trashed it. So you've got cash left and we've got Alan. So we can either cash, we can either give the cash to Alan or we can give Alan the final gift. So you've got okay. one more number. Dave, uh, let's go number one. Number one. Okay, it's a giant gingerbread house. And like it's, it, it's, it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Oh, he'd love that. Yeah, I don't want the money though. I could get good money for that. I can like go no, in it. No, but Alan gets the money. Right. Yeah, Alan gets the money. That's right. If you cash yeah. it, then Alan. Gets Alan doesn't the... need the money. Alan does. I'll take it. <laughs> and then I can eat it. No. Okay. Listen to this, Dave. If we give him the house, he might invite us round to the house, and we can eat the house. Well, he barracks up like I give you this house. The least he can do is have me around. Okay. This is the stipulation. We're going to give it. Oh, yeah. It comes with terms and conditions. <laughs> Rapid for I love it. I love it. I love it. Do you know what? It's one hundred and forty-five pounds. So I mean, you were right to think about cashing it. Okay, mm-hmm. good, good. Okay. Well, you, but no, Alan can have it. It's my gift to Alan. And he has to host a, host a party for us in oh, the You can't add more terms and conditions. <laughs> write that on a card. I will. <laughs> I will write that down. Guys, thank you so much for playing Rapid Trash It Cash It with me. It was fun. I yeah. liked that. Now, of course, we're talking about gifts. So it is time to ask you, what is the worst gift you've ever been given? Um, well, I think... Um, I, I'm really good at getting gifts with people generally, but I'm terrible at getting David gifts okay. unless he tells me what to buy him. I don't like and surprises. Sometimes I like to surprise him. And one of these surprises went, um, well, <laughs> I think this might be a joint answer. <laughs> Basically we were in a pub in London and on the TV was, we were about to go to New York. And on the TV was um, the One World. Um, is that the right yeah, name for it? Like, it's like the, the construction that we built where the Twin Towers was. And there's uh-huh. this elevator and the elevator kind of comes to life on the way up. And you see New York get built. And at the end, there's this big dramatic reveal of the skyline. There's America. So it's big music and everything. And it came on the TV in the pub. And we were in New York for my birthday. And I was like, do not buy me that. That is not something i will enjoy i think it's great but we're only there for a very short period of time and i know what i'll have fun with and that is really cool but i don't need to go in an elevator well, right? he's being nice he just turned around to me he said do not get me that and i was like in my head i have already booked this for your birthday he had so, already booked it you know they weren't cheap so and i couldn't get a refund but i knew in my head i was like he thinks that this is something i want to do but it's actually something he wants to do but that's normally what i do on his birthday i do something that i want to always do. So then we get to New York and surprise, surprise, it's raining, clouds everywhere. We get there and there's no line. And I'm like, warning sign number one. (laughs) One person goes up to the security guard and goes, is there any visibility at the top? And he was like, nothing. It's just clouds. I was like, okay, great. So we go on the left. I'm in a bad mood because all I wanted to do was go shopping and buy some jeans while the conversion rate was still good. The lift, to be honest, was really good. There was some The lift was good. (laughs) 
for a one minute lift ride it's the best lift i've been on okay (laughs) but then as soon as we get out there's the big music and it's like and it reveals and you can't even see clouds you just see one color of gray (laughs) and just like beads coming down the windows and nobody claps and i was like i have to do something because it can only get worse from here or it can only get better from here so it's like I just start applauding. He started ironically clapping, being like, woo, yeah. I mean, it made him smile. It made everyone laugh because it was so underwhelming. Uh, But yeah, I was like, it was so simple. All I wanted was just places to buy jeans. That's all I asked for. Anyway, so that was maybe not my favorite surprise present, but uh, yeah. But it does show how well you know each other because it's almost like you knew he was going to buy it for you before you even said it. Yeah, but it shows how well he knows me, yeah. not how well I know him. Yeah, that it's actually not a great present for him. It's so true. I mean, it's very revealing. Guys, I have a couple of questions I ask everybody that comes on this show. If you could go back to your childhood and rescue a gift you had as a kid that you don't have now, what would you oh. go back and rescue? That's a sweet question. Um, a gift. I mean, it has to be some kind of computer oh, console only because of the hours I got out of like a Nintendo, like Nintendo 64. Uh, my grandma gave my mother a miniature like porcelain china set of like teacups uh-huh. that I loved as a child. And I I don't know why I played with it on my windowsill and they fell out the window oh. and they smashed. Oh. So I felt so bad. And it's bringing back a lot of, a lot memories of heart. and emotions right now, some PTSD. So yeah, I'd bring that back. Fantastic. And guys, if you could both go back to the beginning of your career, and give yourself a gift to help get where you are now, what gift would you give yourself? I mean, I would say money, but I would just blow it so fast. (laughs) Oh, I would gift myself, going back, some sense of style and fashion. That's not Uh, a gift. You have to physically... I know, I know, but I wish I had You could buy him clothes. Okay, buy... he looks better. No, I would get a stylist Ah. to style me. Through the ages. Yeah. I was so broke as an actor at times that I was eating porridge for dinner. So I would go back and like give myself like a pizza or like just some groceries, I think. <laughs> it was so bleak. Wow. <laughs> Being sad. skin is the worst. But and, yeah. And finally, guys, where can people find out more about you and what you do and, and the games? Um, you can find us online at mcmiller.fun. Um, our website is mcmiller.fun. And then mcmillerfun on Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, Twitter. that's where you can see all our stuff. Incredible. Dave, Julian, it's been great to have you here. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks so much for having Thanks us. Having this you. was so much fun. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to this episode of You Really Shouldn't Have. Be sure to subscribe to us on your chosen podcast service to make sure you never miss another episode. You can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at Bad Gifts Pod, as well as online at badgiftspod.com. <laughs>